Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi. And I want you to listen closely. I'm going to talk today on, if, on faith. Actually, this will be a series on faith. And I'm beginning today by talking about the faith of a young man called David who became king of Israel. And I believe the Lord will give us some insight in how to exercise our faith and how to make our faith work when we, when we go through this chapter in the first book of Samuel, chapter 17. We all, many of you that are listening to me, if you have been reading your Bible, if you are a Christian, you most likely know this story of David killing Goliath. However, I'm going to try to analyze this faith gradually so that we go step by step to see where David exercised faith and how we can learn something on how to make our faith work and also how to make, get God to, to do things for us as he has said. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. But we are also going to continue from there and talk about some other Hebrew children that exercised faith and we are going to compare those in the book of Daniel with the faith that we see in, in David when he, when he killed Goliath and then see a pattern on how God operates when our faith our faith works for us. Now let's go step by step. We all know this story about the Philistines were an army and they are the enemies of Israel. In the days of King Saul, First Samuel chapter 17 was when the Philistines gathered themselves against Israel. In chapter 17 verse 1 we know that the, it read, I will read to you from the from King James Version, so now the Philistines gathered together their armies to Baru and were gathered together at Shoko when, which belonged to Judah and pitched between Shoko and Aseka in Ephesdamin. Now that is the beginning of the story here and I will jump a little bit so that we don't have to go step by through the whole chapter but what was happening here the Philistines came against Israel and in verse 4 it said and there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath whose height was six cubits and a span and he had an helmet of brass upon his head and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. Now they describe this Goliath, a giant, who was the champion among the Philistines to make us to see how terrible he, he, he looked and how, how tall he was. And in verse 8, he described what this, what this giant was, was doing and what he was trying to create a challenge. He was challenging the army of Israel. In verse 8 And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me then will we then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and servers. 
in short the this Philistine champion was saying instead of armies fighting against armies let's have a one-on-one -on -one boxing champ boxing wrestling or whatever type of wrestling and it's going to be one man representing the Philistines and one man representing you Israelites and we just have a single man fight and if I kill the fellow you serve us and if he kills me I will serve you well that looks like uh, we don't have, all of us don't have to be shedding blood just one champion from here and one champion from there that was the challenge he was throwing to the armies of the Israelites and the Philistines said I defy the armies of Israel this day give me a man that we may fight together now that looks so so sound but nobody was ready to take up the challenge and when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now that was the challenge. There was two armies came against one another, but one army said, let's just not make a war here. Let's just make a single man fight. Choose a champion from your side and we'll choose. I'll be the champion on this side and the two champions fight. And whoever wins, the country that wins, we, we serve, we, we rule, and the other country we serve. Let's just bring it down to one man show. But the army of Israel were not ready to take up that challenge. But now came David, a young man who was not part of the army. He just came to, to, the, to the camp to see what was going on with his big brothers. Verse 12. Now David was the son of that Ephratite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse. And he had eight sons. And the man went among men for an old man in the days of Saul. And the three eldest sons of Jesse went and followed Saul to the battle. And the names of his three sons that went to the battle were Eliab the firstborn, and next unto him Abinadab and the third Shammah. And David was the youngest, and the three eldest followed Saul. But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. Now this, in verse, in verse 16, he said, The Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself forty days. That is, Goliath was throwing out this challenge to the Israelites every day, twice a day, for 40 days. Nobody was bold enough to confront him. Nobody was bold enough to accept the challenge. Nobody wants to risk his life for the rest of the army. And when it comes to about the 40th day, somehow God started moving in Israel and wanted to send a young man to to defeat Goliath and in verse 17 we see and Jesse said unto David his son now this Jesse didn't know anything was going on he was just responding to what came to his heart that well let's David wouldn't you like to go and visit your brothers and see what's going on in the army and see whatever you can get any request from them because they have been gone for almost two months now now the first thing you notice when we talk about faith is what I want us to point away I'm reading this story so that to give us the background on what went on in that valley for David and how faith normally works is what we want to talk about because we are called to be men of faith in Christianity that is without faith it is impossible to please the Lord now when we say faith how did David get the faith you have to remember David was anointed already before this time he had been anointed when he was a younger younger boy by the prophet Samuel that David would be the next king from that time forward the spirit of God started moving upon David now we can say oh that was David he was anointed to be king 
So that was why the Spirit of God was moving upon him. However, we as Christians that have followed Jesus Christ, that have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the Bible said Christ has given unto us the Holy Spirit also. Because he promised that these signs shall follow them that believe. And if you are listening to me, you don't have the Holy Spirit, you better pray and ask Jesus to give you the Holy Spirit. Every believer is expected to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when John the Baptist came and was preaching, telling, telling the Israelites, telling the Jews that the Messiah has, is coming and is already in their midst, in Matthew chapter 3 he said, I baptize you with water, but he that cometh after me, whose shoes lash it, I am not worthy to untie, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, which means, just like anyone that came before John the Baptist was baptized in water by John, he was telling us that this Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, who came after him, will baptize all of you people that follow him with the Holy Ghost and fire. So how then do you that is listening to me, if you say you believe in Jesus, why won't you be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire as Jesus Christ has said? According to the apostles, Apostle Peter also said when he saw the Gentiles in the house of Cornelius in Caesarea in the Acts of the Apostles, after he saw that the Holy Ghost came upon all the Gentiles that were listening to him, all of them, he said he now remembered how the Lord Jesus Christ said he will baptize us with the Holy Spirit. So, it is not just for some people. The Holy Ghost is for every believer. If you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you better pray and ask Jesus to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Because this promise is unto you and to all of us that have been called, as many as are far off. So, come back to our story. What I was, why I was saying this is to say, somebody may give excuse and say, well, you know, David the king was anointed by a prophet and the Holy Spirit was moving upon him. That was why he could have such a faith. However, we have been anointed by the Holy Ghost when we have the when we follow Jesus Christ and accepted the Lord as our Lord and Savior and how much more we are baptized with the Holy Ghost by the Lord Jesus Christ. So we should have greater and at least in that same measure of faith as David the king. And the Lord Jesus Christ specifically said, even the least in his kingdom will be greater than John the Baptist. So now that we have established the fact that we also have been anointed by the Holy Ghost, we should begin to exercise our faith. Let's go further and see again how faith is exercised. Because it's wanting for somebody to be anointed by the Holy Ghost and to have the potential. That is, you as a believer, you already have the potential. You have to know what... If you are a, a student of physics, you know what we call energy. There's what we call potential energy, which is an energy that is just resting in the in a mass of object. And then there's a kinetic energy. After the mass of object is moving, there's energy that is able to knock anything that moves, that it knocks on the road. That is kinetic energy. But every one of us has a potential. That is, by being filled with the Holy Ghost, by being a disciple of Jesus Christ, there is power resident in you. There is faith resident in you. There is spiritual energy resident in you already by being a disciple of Jesus Christ. That is potential energy I'm talking about. And we all believers have that potential energy. But now put it into use. And that is how you need to learn how to exercise your faith. And when we begin to put our, our faith into use, we are be, we'll be able to glorify the Lord. And that is what this exhortation is, to, is, to, is trying to reveal to us that faith 
when we are talking about faith, our faith that has been dormant can begin to be applied in our real life to help us. Because God has been waiting with the potential he has given to us. He's been waiting for you and me to exercise our faith for greater things. Now let's see how David began to exercise his faith. Because yes, we know he was specifically anointed compared to his brothers who are not filled with the Holy Ghost and who are not anointed by a prophet. He was different from this brother. But he, we shouldn't say he was different from we that are Christians now. We are just like David now. And even much more because we have the Holy Ghost inhabiting us. So that is why we say now we have the potential as believers in Christ because we are greater than those men in those days. Now we are to begin to exercise our faith like the men that exercise their faith. Now let's see what David did now. He heard this giant boasting and bragging and defying the God of Israel and defying the army of Israel. And that first of all should rouse up in you a holy anger. That is if you are a believer and you have God in you, you have the Holy Ghost in you, you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if an unbeliever or a wicked person or an evildoer or an idol worshipper is boasting about his supernatural power which is of the devil or is bragging and boasting about some evil things he has done or they are bragging and boasting about sin which is their lifestyle you should have an holy anger roused up in you by the Holy Ghost in you by the life of Christ that is in you that we want to rebuke the sinner to repent from his ways that is expected of you if you are the type that want to go and hide yourself being ashamed of being holy then you better check yourself and say am I following Christ or not do I have the Holy Ghost or not we are expected to be the light of the world so if you are the light of the world and you see darkness boasting and bragging of their sin of their adultery of their corruptions and of their embezzlement all those things you should be bold enough to let your light shine and rebuke them the Bible said it is even wrong for us to be talking about the bad things they are doing in the darkness we are, we are, to, we are rather to rebuke them and don't be afraid to rebuke the sinner. Don't be afraid to, to, to rebuke them, to correct them, to shine your light into their darkness. But adventure they might repent. But even if they will not repent, don't hide your head in the dust. Lift your head up high because you are the son of the king. You are children of the king of kings. You are the light and the darkness should be the one to, uh, to, to withdraw. You are not the one to withdraw where darkness is. You are the one to shine your light. Let darkness withdraw. Because I have seen that in many places, Many young believers in colleges, in high schools, or even in the places of work, when they are trying to show that the Lord Jesus Christ can set people free from sin, they see sinners that are boasting and bragging of their fornication and adultery that they revel in, or in their drunkenness, or partying, or reveling, and the whole atmosphere is carried, is carried over by the ungodly discussing their fun, what they call fun. And the Christians went and hide and couldn't raise up their voice. You should be the one dominating the, the situation, talking about the life of Christ and how it is sweet. And don't go and hide yourself. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Don't be ashamed of your righteousness. That is the way of life. Righteous living. It is the darkness that you withdraw. When you begin to speak, the darkness should be the one to go and hide, to be ashamed to say they were in idolatry. They should be the one to be ashamed to say they are in fornication. You should be boasting and be bragging about your life in Christ. And not just boasting that you have that life by your own righteousness, but that Jesus Christ is the one that changed you and can change them also. 
to that light and let the darkness withdraw not you withdrawing from their from their environment that is the one of the things that we have to begin to know and lift our head up high as believers in christ and let's go further again here what why i was saying that is to make us to see that where light is darkness you withdraw it shouldn't be the other way where the light appears darkness normally we withdraw no matter how dark the place is when light shines darkness withdraws so you christian believer you are the light of the world you should not be the one to withdraw you are the one to lift up your head and speak the truth in love and let darkness keep their mouth shut or repent or withdraw in the name of the lord jesus christ now here comes david i said only anger should rouse up in you when you see darkness trying to pro pro promote itself when you see darkness trying to promote itself you that have the light of christ you let the holy anger rise up in you to oppose the darkness to oppose the sinners that are that are that are boasting of their sin in your presence and i have so many testimonies like that and i i tell you when you open your mouth and speak darkness normally withdraw don't be afraid they will not be able to do any hurt against you because christ said i will be with you even in trouble praise the lord now let me read further because there are a lot we can say in this testimony when it comes when it comes to the light of god shining far beyond darkness let's go on here comes the story of david when he heard this goliath the giant speaking and defying the army of israel his anger was roused when he said who is this uncircumcised philistine defying the armies of israel do anybody need a reward to get rid of this man and they were even the other army the other soldiers of israel were telling him oh if you, anybody destroy this man the king will make you great you will marry the daughter of the king and so on and so forth but david was not impressed with the with the grief or reward he was the holy anger has roused him that he needs to get something done here now is and the next thing you have to notice is in verse 28 of first Samuel chapter 17 while david was talking to these men his big brothers heard david talking to them and they came and confronted David. And verse 28. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David and said, Why came thou down thither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride, David, and the naughtiness of thy heart. For thou hast come down that thou mightest see the battle. Now he was trying to tell confront David that why have you come over here you are trying to just come to watch the battle when you should be watching the keeping the sheep in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the desert now what is that telling us here take a note of this anytime a believer if you are trying to exercise your faith exactly when God brings you to a situation where God wants you to exercise your faith the enemy has a way of bringing even some close friends to confront you or your brothers to not see eye to eye with you or some people to try to make you seem foolish or to make you feel why should you be opening your mouth like i just mentioned some minutes ago i said you should be the one boldly letting your light shine let's say you are in an office environment and the and you come into the midst of your co-workers immediately you enter the room they were discussing sex they were discussing how many women they have raped or the, how many women, how many girlfriends they have or the women, you may be a woman and you come to the midst of a mother ladies and they are discussing how they have sex with those men or how they, how they take money from men and just, and just deceive those men and never have sex with them but you take their money and, you th and they think it's fun, they are laughing or they are telling you how many strings of men they have slept with 
and they were happy about it and boasting when you come in as the light of the world you should begin to rebuke those behaviors and tell them that they are, they, their life can be changed from those darkness and follow Christ now when you begin to say that somebody may actually tell you that you don't have to say it this way you, you don't even show love how can you win them this way and try to make you feel you shouldn't be doing it that way or you should even just withdraw or you should not even be discussing this but look at what David did here that is there will be always sometimes some confrontation that will look like they are trying to be helpful or they are trying to correct you or correct your method but nonetheless just follow the leading of the Lord as the Lord leads you so do you because sometimes people are trying to be nice or they are trying to do their best but they are not really helping you they are thinking they are helping here is David's brother trying to tell him that get out of here you shouldn't be here whereas God has brought David here not his daddy God brought David there because God wanted to do something and I tell you when God wants to do something through you you may not even know it but the holy anger the holy ghost in you is already working it out but some of your even some of your church members may be the first to tell you that you shouldn't even be here in the first place or you shouldn't even be talking like that or you shouldn't even be witnessing this way or that way I remember I was trying to talk in a, in, a, in, a, in a public bus transportation trying to witness to people I was preaching to them and I preached for about three minutes and I kept quiet and one, one lady that was listening to what I said and after I kept quiet the lady said well, go on keep preaching to them I said well I'm, I'm out of words she said well you wanted to preach come on preach to them now you have not said anything yet I mean this lady was claimed to be a Christian she was in the bus and she was telling me that I need to speak some more speak some more but when the, when I've spoken whatever comes to my spirit by the spirit of God I kept silent but she wanted me to go and speak some more and I said well are you a Christian she said yes I'm a Christian I said, well, I said help me out here you go ahead and take over and preach some more to them and she said no you are the one that wanted to preach she was telling me that I was the one that wanted to preach that she would go out and preach some more I said well that's all I could preach right now and the lady was offended that I didn't continue to speak. I said, if you can help me out, just go on and take over. I mean, she, I thought she was trying to help, but no, she was actually trying to rebuke me for not going on and speaking some more. And I thought, well, I'm okay. I'm done right now. You can just continue. But she was not ready to continue. What I'm trying to say is that just, it could even be some of the church members will begin to rebuke you, whatever their reason. So you have to know that, that there will always be some form of some form of undeclared confrontation that the devil will first put against you to resist your faith. But what we are saying is, David overcame that. He turned away from that. What he did was he turned away from his big brother and faced the other men who were charging his faith up right now. They were charging his faith up. And he turned to another person and said the same thing that what will be done for a man that killed his Goliath and take the reproach out of the reproach from Israel. And they fired him up again. And then when the, when the king saw heard about it, he called for David to come. And that is where we are really going. The first thing is turn away from the, from the people that want to be opposition to your faith. Turn away, turn away. Don't walk around with them. And turn to people that are going to keep increasing and boosting up your faith. In the same way, if you have been going to a congregation where the pastor is always beating down on your faith, maybe you don't want to go to that congregation. You want to look and listen to preachers that are building up your faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you walk with friends that are always trying to drag you down in your faith, 
or trying to drag you down in your following of Christ. Maybe you don't want to walk with them. You want to walk with those that are going to be boosting your faith. Now we come to the time when David was called by King Saul. And King Saul said, David told them that, ah, no, let nobody be afraid of this Goliath. I will go and fight Goliath. And King Saul also wanted to say, oh, you are a young man. You can fight him. This man has been, has been a soldier all his life, but you are just a young man trying to make David to withdraw. But David now gave what we call testimony of what God has done through him. And in verse 35, from verse 34, David said unto King Saul, and said, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him. Now, that is what we are talking about is that faith sometimes you may have to continue to give testimony to boost your faith. Faith comes by hearing. Now, your own testimony also may boost somebody else's faith to support you. And that is exactly what David saw here. One thing we have to remember in this story is this. When we talk about faith, we are now talking about how to exercise your faith. One of the things you need to do to exercise your faith is to confess it. Faith must be confessed. Even before it manifested miracles of power, you must be bold enough to confess what God has done for you in the past. Very important. Confess what God has done for you in the past. That will also help your faith to remember to acknowledge the Lord in all your ways. And it also boosts the faith of people that are listening to you to stand with you. Very important. So David was telling the testimony of how God did wonders for him in the past. He said, he slew a bear and he slew a lion. Verse 36 said, Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. So now David was saying, this is actually a fight for God. This is not actually because of Israel. This is against the army, the enemy of God. Because this man has been defying the army of God. And David said, moreover, in verse 37, The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And that gave King Saul boldness and confidence to say, Go, and the Lord will be with you. And he said, The Lord be with thee. Now Saul tried to give David some help. Trying to give him his own armor and let's find another coat of mail for David also and a big sword in his hand to go against this Goliath. However, David said, No, I will not go with this because he has not proved these weapons and he was going to go as he went after the lion and he went after the bear with just a sling and a rod in his hand. And that made the difference because he was going with the power of the Almighty God not helping now with some man-made help, man-made weapons. And this is where we are going to stop right now and I believe that we shall continue this testimony. What we have said so far is your faith must stand tall and not withdraw from the darkness around about you. Number two, your faith must confess itself and you will see David confessing that also before, before going against Goliath of God. That is, he confessed that God is going to destroy Goliath and destroy the armies of Israel right before his face. Faith must confess even before it happens. And Jesus Christ said, He that if any whosoever will say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his habit, shall believe 
that what he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Remember what Jesus said? You have to believe that what you say shall come to pass. Then you will have what you say. That is, you've got to believe it and confess it before it happens. And so it shall happen. And that is how you exercise your faith. We shall continue this in the next broadcast. And I just pray that Lord open the heart of people that are listening to this so that they can be edified. And God bless your heart. And I want you to write to us so that we can send you some more literature on the faith. Write to Evangelist Julius. Gospel Distribution Ministry. Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona 85050. On the internet, our web address is gospeldistribution.org. Gospeldistribution.org. Send us email at webmaster, webmaster at and we will send you some more literatures. Jesus wants you to begin to exercise your faith. And if you that is listening to me, you are still not a believer, I pray that you will begin to know that there is power in the name of Jesus Christ and set your heart to search for more. Read your Bible. Go get a Bible and begin to read. And God will open these things to your understanding also. Jesus is the one that gave this faith and not only giving faith to us, but also helping us to exercise the faith. Because you can exercise boldness as much as you want to. Unless Jesus Christ is manifesting his power through you, through the Holy Ghost he has given to us, the boldness is just that, boldness. It will not materialize into faith or manifesting any supernatural miracle. But Jesus Christ is the answer to faith. And you need to have Jesus so that you can get answer to such type of faith. Faith is different from boldness. Boldness has no supernatural help. But faith has answer. Somebody is answering to faith. And that is what we are talking about. And is that somebody is Jesus. I want you to begin to exercise your faith and ask Jesus to help you. God bless you.